Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's Marcia, and uh, we're going to have a fun show today. Melissa Smith is on, and um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. And um, I think, you know, some of the things for people that are listening, you know, that we don't talk about a lot, and, you know, we talk about marketing a lot, but we don't talk about how expensive it is for people to do. And so Melissa has some very good programs that she does. And um, I met her a little while ago, and she's been helping me with my writing. And she's very good at consulting and helping me with my characters. So we will get into all of that later. But uh, I'm going to let Melissa just say hello to you, and uh, then we're going to get right into it. And she's also going to be featured in one in the article for um, my empowerment, uh, Your Soul, with Jasmina Sidorowski, and that will be out. It's an Australian magazine. It's beautiful. And I have a whole article, a whole story on independently publishing and what you need to do. So um, Melissa will be in that. So I'm going to let her just say hi, and then we'll get up right on and talk to all these um, about all these subjects that we all think about and we keep rolling over in our mind about, and we just always go, something new comes up, and we want to try it, but how good are all the new things? So, hi, Melissa, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm so glad you're on, and um, just want to tell everybody just a little bit about what you do, and then we'll just talk about some mm-hmm. of the things that are so important to authors. Okay, um, <clears throat> well, I'm an author, a multi-genre author, and um, a stay-at-home mom. So I started um, trying to proofread and edit, and I've since moved into formatting and doing some graphic designing for other authors just to kind of make some extra money and get some experience. And I'm enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. And you're probably meeting a lot of people, so that's a good thing. You know, it's really a good thing because authors need other authors. You know, they do. Uh, It helps, you know, because our regular friends don't know what we do. I mean, they think they do, but they have no idea what we go through, and it's (laughs) not easy. You know, some people say, oh, yeah, it's easy. It's not easy. I mean, you know, we love it, and the best part is the writing part, but the worst part is what we have to do afterwards to get out there. So, I mean, I think for me, what you've helped me with is I have trouble – with deciding if I hate my story or I should keep going on. And I work on that because even when I'm done with it, I go, yeah, I did this, okay? But it's every story, and I've been writing for like 20 years. But I always get to that point where I don't really know. And 
when I, by talking to you after you read my stuff, you know, my first story, then we did the second one, Second Chances, um, it helped me to, you helped me just figure out a few things that maybe as writers, sometimes we don't see or because we yeah. read over everything. So what what's your advice on that for people? Because I think that's a hard thing is to just move on with the story and let yourself really go and don't keep questioning yourself. So it's kind of a hard thing to give advice on simply because it yeah. kind of depends on the person and what right. they're writing. Um, for me, it tends to help me to write everything down in pencil so I can see it in front of me. If I really, really struggle, I talk to my team or you know my PA yeah. or somebody who I can trust with my stories before they're written, and they will give me the advice I need or they'll maybe throw ideas out that I hadn't thought of that can help push right. me in a different direction. So that's always kind of nice. And it all... It kind of depends, you know, if you get if you get really stuck on a character or a situation that just want to cooperate, maybe it's not right. You know, maybe it's right. something that you need that's to set aside true. for something right. else that's and right. come back to. Right. And that can be really hard. But if you can get into your character's head and you can just go from there, it's once you get into the character and you see where things are headed and it just it just kind of flows. You know, you've just got to find the flow. But everybody has their own way of doing things, so it's you got to find what works for you. Right, but but you also have to sometimes when somebody does see something, you know that, and when you're trying to figure out if you can finish the story and where it's going, and you're right, I think that's very good to say is that sometimes if you're doing something and it's not working, then it's not going to work because mm-hmm. it's not working, you yeah. know. And sometimes people, yeah. you know, I've had people on the show here that they they say it. They go, "Oh, I was doing." I had somebody on the other a few weeks ago, and they were talking about the fact that she actually wanted to burn what she had just written, and her her friend. This was years <laughs> ago for her, and her friend. Yeah, she did. It was, and she wanted to burn it, and then her friend said, "Just send it." So she sent it. She ended up winning awards on it. <laughs> And she couldn't believe it. She wanted to burn it. And I've had a few authors. I had one author say she went into her yard, took up some matches, and put all the pages. She was so aggravated and burned it because that's how frustrating it gets for some people where they just oh are so mad. Yeah. So nobody should probably ever get to that point because if they're writing it, like I think what you're saying is right because if you're writing it, it might not be right for then, but it might be right later. Don't yeah. just, like, throw it away. Even, I mean, Yeah, but. no, don't ever throw anything away. And a lot of my friends say the same thing. Like, a lot of us tend to write on Word or Google Docs or whatever, and it's all computerized yeah. now. But right. that's almost that's kind of nice at the same time because you can just kind of go, you know what, this isn't working for this story, but you know what, right. copy, paste it to a different document and set it aside for later because you never know what story that could work for or what characters that could work for. You can always right. take that scenario, change the names and places, and it fits for something totally different. Don't ever throw anything out. Like everyone tells me that they're like, don't delete anything. Right. Set it aside yeah. and come back to it later because you never know yeah that's true it, you know but then there's me who i have written a lot i, I write to, i use too many copies of everything and then i even when the book is done now i had the, i called the publisher i said could you send me a, a 
fresh text of what you what you put exactly in the book because I want to give it to the to the narrator that's doing my audio book and I want to make sure that I'm not sending him something else because I have too many copies of everything and I think that's in and then you have to get rid of it, you know. So I think that's yeah. a problem for me, and I have to do that. Uh, I knew seven years ago they used to say they did some stories in red. You know, they just formatted it to be red, to be blue, to be green when they were doing screenplays. So they knew which version that was because that happens a lot. Oh, my goodness. You know, and especially like I tend to, yeah, because you use I Google Doc, and I never used that before. And now I use yeah. uh, I use Word, but it does go. You can put it right in there, you know. But wh- yeah. why do you like do Google Docs so much? I mean, that's I, I, that's a question I'd like too. And people, you know, because a lot of people don't use it. A lot of people use Word, and some people never use Word. So, what made you decide Google Doc was where you wanted to be? So, this is so weird. But when I was in school. And we used to, we always started on Word. I've only ever used Word growing up. But I feel like in high school and stuff like that, I remember Word looking and responding more like Google Docs does now, where they actually separated the pages out so you could see each page individually without those that black line in the middle that constantly yeah. shifts so your page count's always off. It just confuses the crap out of me. And the way that it works yeah. and the way that it formats, I just it's it's not what I'm used to. It's not what I remember it being. It feels more complicated to me. So Google Docs is very simple, and it the pages are all separated out so they don't constantly shift like that. Your pages are consistent. They stay that way. It's easy to format. It's easy to work with. And I don't struggle with it. Word, for some reason, I struggle with it so bad. I have a I have a friend who she very much prefers Word. And I don't have a problem editing for her in it. And I utilize it. But it doesn't cooperate with my phone because I don't pay yeah. for the like the subscription or whatever, so it doesn't yeah. like to let me review. It tends to make me edit rather than review, and then she has to go in and fix it for me because my phone oh, won't okay. let me do it. And it's yeah. all—it's super complicated. But Google Docs is—it's easy to work on a phone. It's easy to work on a computer. It's just—I don't know. It just seems so much more streamlined to me, and it just—it yeah. just works better for me. I can do Word, but I prefer Docs. It's yeah. just yeah. See, I think what, see, it, see what you're saying is not how most of us started out because we really didn't work on our phones, you know. And that's yeah. the thing. Now we do. I, I do so many things on the phone that mm-hmm. I never did before, you know. And that probably is what happened to people because right because when you know Google is really good on the phone. You know, there's no doubt about that. You know, and none of us used to do that. But now we do, we're on the phone, you know, and I even notice when I'm putting the show up, when I put the show and I put pictures on, like if I do it the standard way, I have to do in, individual pictures. If I put everything on the phone in my photos, it, one, two, three, I can put ten pictures at one time. So God yeah. knows why I keep do, I don't do that because it takes me forever to do the, the page that's on Blog Talk because each Every each person when I have them on, I do a lot of pictures, and so it doesn't come on that way. So I think we're finding different <laughs> ways that are easier for people now. And the phone, yeah, is Google, easy. Google the has really streamlined easy. all of its processes. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, they, and they I think have. a lot of people like you're young though. You you've been working on, and you mentioned paper. Like some people never make notes. <laughs> How is that? You oh, make gosh. notes. 
Okay, I want to <laughs> talk about that because people they go, oh, this per-, you know they, they you know they do ages like that. They think, oh, if somebody writes that way, that makes them old automatically if they're not doing everything. But why do you feel it's good to write on paper, like and a pencil or I mean or a pen? You know, why do you feel that's helpful to you? Well, it's what I grew up with, you know. I, right. I grew up writing everything down. You know, in school, everything had to be on paper. We had to do multiple paper drafts and everything and turn everything into the teacher. And I journaled. I always had a diary or a journal oh, of okay. some sort, and I wrote in it almost daily. So it be, it's like a, it's almost like a cathartic thing for me to take my thoughts and run them through a pencil onto paper. It just works. It gets the thought out of my brain. And it, I can type it into my phone or I can type it on the computer and it works just fine, but when I'm on the computer writing, I'd like to have my outline in paper next to me so that I can see it, I can flip through it. If I have a thought that comes out of nowhere that I need to put down before I forget it, I can write it in the margins. I don't have to fight a computer to do that. I might have a dual screen computer, but I don't like flipping my head back and forth between the screens and the different images. It really, it's hard on the eyes. It's hard on my brain. It's just overwhelming. It's too much. It's so much easier to just have that paper in front of me to make all the notes I need as I need them. That just it just yes. works for me. Right. And see that's and a good just, thing because I do that too and I think a lot of writers do. Okay. And before we get into other questions, I want to to explain something that I think is a really good idea that you said. You said that you have a lot of people that they have like a Bible book, they make it into like their book, okay, of their story. Yes. So they don't get confused. And that is really a good idea to have a separate book of what you're doing. So you don't forget all the notes and the, all the little things and where you what you did. So talk about that a little, because I think that's a great idea. So I have I have one notebook for all of my outlines, and then I have a small like com- composition journal that I keep. I have three separate ones, one for each series, and we call them. A lot of authors in the community call them series bibles. And we okay. call them that because they're literally an index of every character, place, yep. uh, name, everything in in your series together. So you keep your characters in there and every description you have for them, who they're related to, how they work, where they work, everything you need to know about the series. Because it's so much easier to open that little bitty notebook and look at yeah. it and go, okay, now I remember this character had this color hair, these color eyes, right. and he talks like yeah. this, rather than going all the way back to book one and having to read halfway through the book before you find the description. It's just so much simpler. Well, see, Some people true. now okay. I have and a- that drives me crazy, finding the description, because then, no. you know, you, you, it happens to all of us. I don't care. And unless you've written one book with two characters, that's it. But if you have a book with a lot of characters and they do a lot of things, you have to remember everything. You know, yeah. and sometimes you can't. And sometimes things surprise you that you actually do remember from the other book. Like you'll put a sentence in. Like I told you what I did. I ended the second book. With the same, the, the way he kissed her, the same way he kissed her in the first book. And, I'm, and I didn't even know that till I read it. And I went like, oh, my God, he said the same thing. So I said I had to change it because I already, because I, he, like, the character's in my mind. So that's what he was thinking. Yeah. And he did it at the same time. So I went, when I read it, I went, oh, 
my, I'm going to change this. Because things come to <laughs> us that we don't even know are still there. Yeah. Because they're real to us yeah. when we're writing. And that's what that's the good part of writing and the fun part. But I think by keeping a book, it's a really good idea. So I got myself a little, I have a lot of books, composition books, but I have one to do mm-hmm. for the third of the series. So I will remember ever you know, anything. And if I think that I saw that they did, I got to mark it down. Because I think this is a great idea. So you don't forget or make mistakes. Yeah. Because you do. I didn't do. learn about that. I didn't even learn about those until I was probably on book two of every one of my series. And I regretted not having it beforehand because when I went to do my reader magnet for my newsletter, I was writing for my Laws of Love series. And I didn't have a Bible for that series yet. And then I was like, well, dang it, I don't remember what Trina looked like. I don't remember what the officer's descriptions were. I don't remember any of this. And it turned out I didn't give them any descriptions when I wrote the second book the first time through. So then I had to go in and fix the book and add all that stuff in and write it all down. And it was such chaos. If I'd had that from the beginning, it would have been so nice. And you can put it in a spreadsheet or whatever. I have a friend who uses a spreadsheet on Google Docs instead. Whatever works for you, but please make notes because if you don't, you're going to regret it later on down the road. Especially if you bounce between series like I do. Yes, and I think that's true. And also, uh, the spreadsheet probably is good because I'm going to start to do this now because I, when you are marketing, we're going to talk about marketing now, because when you market, like sometimes you put something out and like I have too many pages and we'll get into that. Like I have too many of everything. So <laughs> I don't remember like what I did. And then if you're going to be on Amazon Unlimited, you know, where the Kindle Unlimited, where you're going to do a free book and then you should rem- mm-hmm. and I could I, one day I just put them all out at the same time, which was not easy to do and stupid to do, but I just did it because I didn't want to think about it. And then I really wasn't paying attention to what you know what day it was and then I couldn't concentrate on all of them to see what the numbers were and everything there's so much that goes into marketing that a lot of people just go oh forget it because it's so much so if you maybe if you write it down maybe you'll realize Mm -hmm. what you're doing and what you shouldn't be doing and maybe you're doing too much of one thing and not enough of another so how do you, how do you manage that for yourself? Because you're you're marketing for a lot of people. Oh, sort of. <laughs> um, for the most part, I I have a I have a weekly planner which I have set in front of me actually that I I buy a yearly planner and I go week by week and I write down um, you know if I like. A couple of weeks ago, I took an hour and I recorded like 15 different videos of myself reading some of my favorite sections of each of my books. And then I, I went in to my planner. Yeah, I just I recorded. I just did a batch record because it's just easier that way. I don't have time to do this each day when I want to. If I just do it all at right. once, it just makes it easy. And then I just I sat down with my planner and I said, okay, every Tuesday and every Thursday I'm going to pick one video to share. And I went through the list of videos I had saved on TikTok and I went through and I said, okay, this one this day, this one that day, this one this day. Then I just kind of listed them all out until I had finished them all. I was like, okay, so that's going to get me all the way through to like June or July scheduling TikTok videos. I can do that. That's easy. And then I sit down and go, okay, I made some review graphics for my books. I'm going to share this one on this day for Instagram and I'll share this one next week and I'll do it that way and I kind of just I just kind of scatter them out because I 
and I don't, I don't, I don't, I probably don't have the best marketing strategy. I literally don't know what I'm doing. I just like pull it out of my butt when I get the chance, you know, I just kind of make things up. Well, as I, I, go. I think that, you know, so, I actually think that's really what a lot of people do, even though they <laughs> pretend they don't because, and that's the thing about Facebook and all of that. We're all confused yeah. about what to do, how much is necessary. I was talking to somebody yesterday yeah. and I go, this is necessary and it's good to you know promote your book rather than but people are putting a lot of other things out instead of just promoting their book you know well, and you have thinking to, that, do you feel that that's good that's the question actually is do you feel that that's good to promote yourself or to keep promoting other little things or you're always out there like me liking sharing everybody else's and then I, by the time it gets to me I'm just like already I do one I go I did enough so, I mean, how much sharing and all of that do you tell people is good? So, for me personally, I try to do a good half and half. So, I, I have, like, because I have a creator account on Instagram, I can have those perma reels that never disappear. So, I have one specifically for book recommendations. And when I share other people's books on my stories, I save it to that perma reel. So anybody can flip through that and find all kinds of book recommendations from my friends and from other authors that I follow and have enjoyed and whatnot. So that way I can help them. Um, and I do, sh I save um, promo scripts. I make scripts um, for uh, other friends and from my books, you know, I put like maybe five bullet points of, of important aspects of the story, the blurb, the universal link, and then we all, you know, share teasers together. And I'll save those. I have like, I don't know, 10 or 15 saved to my clipboard. And on the weekends when most of the reader groups that I follow do their promo posts, I go through and I, sh I just paste those scripts in there and add the corresponding um, teaser graphic to it to help promote my friends and myself. So I do, you know, one for each of my friends and maybe one or two for me as well so I can throw some of my books in there too. And that helps us all promo as well. I try to kind of balance everything out as best I can because I hate it. I personally cannot stand it when all people do is share about their own books back to back to back to back to back. When all you see is them posting the same book, yeah. the same storyline, the same everything over and over and over again, it becomes irritating and annoying and you start skipping past the post because you're sick of seeing it. I don't want to be one of those people, so I try to change it up often enough, which I know may not be the best strategy because I'm not posting so much that I'm seen all the time, I can get buried in people's feet. And I fully understand that, and I'm okay with that. I, my friends get buried well, in I my think, feet. I, I think get that's it. the problem. I think but, people don't understand what the feeds mean and everything. I mean, because I, you know, let, I've been doing Facebook for so long as, like, an author, and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that they have changed a lot of things. Yes. So I may be doing things that are, are worthless, you know, what I'm doing. Maybe it doesn't yeah. help, and maybe, it, you know, it needs a new up, you know, you need to spruce up what you were doing because it doesn't work now. Well, and I think this is why Facebook groups have become so important for a lot of authors because your group is the one place you will always be heard. Because the readers who truly want to see your stuff all the time, they will join your yeah. group and they will set their notifications to all posts. And they will be notified of every post you make in the group. 
they will see absolutely everything. And they can do the same thing for your Facebook page or stuff like that, and they can be notified of every single post you make. Now, Facebook glitches, it happens, but the groups are where everybody tends to find everything they need because you can pin things to the announcements that are important, you can share everything you need, and it's all really easy to find. And within the group, there is a button for the feed that you can change it to show the posts in chronological order that they were posted, which means that the, you can literally force the algorithm to shut up and go away, which is awesome because that makes it so much easier for like during a party and stuff like that. When you want to see the author's posts in order, you can find them that way. And it's so see, awesome. Because I think you that's what's happened that People can't find feed. anything. People can't find yeah. anything. And, and they're not, you know, even when you put something out. See, years ago, when you put something out, and the people would share it. But now they're not really sharing it, but they are seeing it. So that's the problem for authors. Then you go like, is anybody seeing it? And then they probably have seen it. But then again, maybe they haven't, but they probably have, and they're just not, you know, just go, it's going on, you know, they're not marking it as, you know, they saw it or they like it. So I think, and then people will say like, oh, they have just two people looking at something. And then maybe that's not really true. Maybe they had 100 people that looked at it, but nobody liked it. So you don't know that. Right. And so that's, so then they go, oh, nobody saw this. So then they have to put something else out. See, that's the point because it's not easy to market in, a, in an intelligent way because you think you are. But then, you, then, then someone mm-hmm. will say to somebody, well, I don't see your post. And you're thinking, how is that possible? I'm posting this all the time, mm-hmm. and they're not seeing it. So why do you th- I mean, that's what's happened now, I think. People are not seeing posts. Yeah. And so it's, I think what I think it used to be where you could click everybody on your list and they could see it. So what do you suggest for that? So so you don't keep repeating it, which is what you're just saying now, but if you don't know how how do you know anybody saw it? Well can't really should answer they start that all over? I don't should they start all over? Okay, so should they all right, let's say a new author. A lot of new authors listen to the show. They come to you and they go, I really need help. I need to get myself seen. How do I do that? And what would you what would you tell them to start with? So they wouldn't be confused. So what I started doing was when I started out myself, I started simple, Facebook and Instagram, and eventually I joined TikTok and started figuring that out. But I started yeah. with just Facebook and Instagram and utilizing hashtags to the best of my ability and tagging yeah. a few friends who are willing to help share your feed. Yeah. So I still do this to this day. I have a couple of friends, a couple of close author friends that we tend to tag each other in uh, teasers or uh, pre-order announcements, release day announcements, things like that, so that we can each share them either to our feed or even to our stories. Utilize stories. A lot of people tend to check the stories and not even look through their feed. So don't forget about your stories. You want that. If you can, utilize a Facebook group. When you get when you feel comfortable enough and you've built a little bit of a following, do Facebook groups. Try joining in on parties, hops, and other things like that because there's a lot of readers in the group community that follow those things and they go around and they join the giveaways and they participate in that kind of stuff. I've built a, a much bigger following through groups than I have anything else. 
yeah. that has been extremely helpful. Um, because I think I think tagging, see, thing? like when when we started at this, like I don't know, I've been doing shows for like thirteen or fourteen years. Uh, now, the tagging people used to hate. So, you mm-hmm. tag only people you know, and I mean that will, or you tag a lot of people, and hopefully they'll share it. I typically. Personally, I only tend to tag friends that I know are going to help me and want to help okay. me. So okay. I've discussed it with these people. We've mentioned oh, it right. in talking about marketing and other things and, you know, kind of things like that. Or they've become very close and they already share my work anyway. So I just start yeah. tagging them to make it easier for them to know when I post it that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and they do it in return. You know, Temperance Dawn, she tags me in almost everything she posts on Instagram. That way I can share it to my stories or, you know, whatever I can do to help get her name out there. She, you know, she does that a lot. Luna May used to do it a lot when she first started out. And it's it just kind of helps if you have, like, even just three or four friends that you can tag that you know are going to always help you share. That can be huge because if they have followers that you don't, well, there you go. You just well, that is probably they do. Well, that's right. The odds are they probably do know different people than you know. So, right, that's mm-hmm. true. And so, because I always thought people would hate to be tagged, but then again, people tag me, and then I I just share it. Yeah. But and I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm fine. To do that, but I yeah. have never. I don't really tag people. And so, but I'm thinking, you know, um, I think you and I are going to work on something for myself, and I'm going to revamp everything I did because some of the things don't work and I mean I've tried a lot of things and then I cut them out and maybe I shouldn't have like I don't do a newsletter and I did and I think you do newsletters so you think that's Mm -hmm. important how so Uh, so people will know about that so it and it all depends on the author once again on what they do Um, I have a very basic newsletter set up um, I do a newsletter swap with everyone that I can, so I, I share that in my group and with other authors, you know, put your books in here, help me find other things to share with my readers, too, because a lot of my readers are, like I am, they're multi-genre, they're comfortable with reading yeah. pretty much anything, so as long right. as it has a few key elements that they like, they'll read it, they don't care, so I like to be able to share everything else, I don't want to just share about myself, I want to help others, too, that's, that's my whole point. So I use my newsletter to talk a little bit about what's going on in my life because some of my newsletter followers are not in my Facebook group, so they have no idea what I'm doing. So I go in there and I explain, you know, my daughter's birthday is coming up, so I'm a little bit busy. My writing's a little bit slower. I don't have a date set for Molly yet, but it's coming. I'm writing it, blah, 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 blah. Here's what you can do. You know, if I have any freebies, I'll share them in there so that they can check things out, whatnot, and then I share probably four to five books from other authors and my PA picks her favorite book that she read in the last month and we share it as well in her review for it. And then I have all my links and everything at the bottom and it's just kind of a nice way to keep in touch. But the most important thing I've done lately is the reader magnet. So when people sign up for my newsletter, they get a free novella of mine in return and they can read that book. And if they like it, well, then they're more likely to follow me and read the rest of my books. So after starting the reader magnet, I have jumped from about 90 followers to well over 200 in just a couple weeks. Okay. So it's called a, a, so you just, it's like a reading magnet. 
That's what they call it is a reader magnet. So you are enticing readers to sign up to your newsletter and to learn about you as an author by giving them a free bo- a free book of your choice. You can you can make it a short story or just a portion of a book or a full-size novel. It all depends on what you want to do. I went out of my way to write a novella based off of the second book in my Laws of Love series. We follow the victim from that book and find her love story and how she moves on with her life after leaving her domestically abusive husband. And so it was kind of giving that book away for free has gotten me a lot of new followers because they're interested in reading this story. They read that one, so, and, your book and then is they might go on Amazon, Amazon and they buy more. It's on Amazon? You give it to them, or do you just give them a copy of your own, you know, um, do you I'm, give them the text, or I'm do you using, give them a book? I'm utilizing book funnel, so they can choose what form they want, PDF, Mobi, okay. EPUB, whatever, and they can download it directly to their tablet and read it. See, I remember we were talking about this. See, I belong to everything. <laughs> There's nothing, you know, and <laughs> when we were talking about something, I have links at every, everywhere. And so I, we were talking about book, I have book funnel. I've, I got a whole thing on my phone and I never use it. And people have mentioned this all the time. So that's a good way to do this. So you can give it to them that way from BookFunnel. Yeah, you can actually, you can set up a reader magnet on BookFunnel and it, they will, BookFunnel, because I don't, I don't pay for the integration for my email, so I actually have to move all the email addresses into my newsletter website, which is fine. It's not a problem for me. But BookFunnel will collect the emails for you, and then with because your book is uploaded to BookFunnel, they then handle the process of sending it to your reader. And they do it through an encrypted link so they can't pirate it from you. It's all protected and encrypted so that you're so safe. These are all these so are all, all the emails of people book. that said yes. They all said yes to be Yes, on they agreed list. to sign up to my newsletter in order to get a free book and so now they are subscribed to my newsletter. I add them in, they get a welcome email and each month they will get a new email from me with new books and freebies and promos and whatever I have to share in it. See, I probably I did have it. But I probably, because I have things happening every week because I have a show mm-hmm. and I have, I do. Yeah. So I probably should be having a newsletter now that I don't have because I, I think it probably is good because this way it's probably less work in the long run because people will know what I'm doing instead of me having to, like some people I have to individually tell them or I have to, you know, put it on LinkedIn because some people want LinkedIn. So it takes me time to figure that out. And then if somebody says to me, I didn't even know you have a new book, I'm thinking like, how is that possible? (laughs) They don't know. So (laughs) I have to work on that myself. So I'm saying this now for other authors because if you think – people know what you're doing they almost don't because they don't see it mm-hmm. well yeah you know, and if you have readers who are not yeah if you don't have readers that are socially like they're not adapt with with social media yeah. email is always easy for people to understand especially the older readers that yeah. don't understand social media they don't know how to work it they don't know what groups are a newsletter email every month that is like a godsend for them because they can still yeah. keep in touch with you they have a way to respond to you if they need to or they get all the information they need from you in that newsletter and there's no rule for how often you send a newsletter some people do it every other month some do it monthly yeah. some do it weekly it's all yeah. what your schedule allows right 
you know, I think yeah. like Facebook years ago was much easier because like you put an event up, like I would put my show up every week and then people yeah. would know there's a show. But I don't think it works that way anymore because it doesn't look the same and they keep changing things without telling people. And sometimes <laughs> if you're not paying attention, you don't know. And see, all the things that people think they know, they don't know now because if they're thinking yeah. they did the, a good marketing job, they're not really doing a good marketing job. You know, and some people well, you have to be on author author central. You have to be on a lot of things, and that's the other struggle with all of this anymore is that things are changing so rapidly with technology. So if you are not able to adapt or not willing yeah. to adapt yeah. and try new things, you are going to drown. And that's like yeah. the hardest thing is I I have an author. I'm not going to call out any names, but I I met this author on Instagram at the beginning of my journey and I read one of her books and I really, really enjoyed it and I really would love to be able to see her to succeed and I, I try to help her but she's one of those people who's older than I am. She's set in her ways and she doesn't take advice very well so she kept yeah. fighting every suggestion I made and she hasn't changed very much. She still uses Instagram a lot. She, she has some loyal friends and followers but she wanted to make this you know, a permanent solution so she could quit her day job. And she's got like well over 30 or 40 books published and she's still not making enough to make anything worth it because she refuses to try out the new, you know, new, yeah, that, new opportunities and problem. new things. To, yeah. Right. And so she's just See, kind of stuck now. And I feel so bad for her, but you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. So if you can't, no, and that's, that's if you really can't change... True. Yeah, you have to be able to adapt with everything else. Facebook is going to keep changing. Instagram is going to right. keep changing. They come up with new ideas. They're going to update, and they don't care if you know or not. They probably have a newsletter where they warn you about it beforehand, but nobody gets it anymore because everybody unsubscribes yeah. from their emails because they're sick of seeing them. You know, so right. it's going yeah. to happen. You have to be able to adapt. If you're not adaptable, you're going to struggle right. in this environment. Right. And then like someone like me, I'm more than adaptable. I'm over adaptable because I am everywhere and that's not good either. So that's why no, I have no because I think you're right because uh I've been doing this so long that I think you need to talk to younger people to see what they're doing because they come in at a different pace than we were in 10 years ago because we came in when Facebook was just what it was. And now a lot of people don't like Facebook, yeah. but we'll see how what happens with Twitter now. There's a whole thing going on, you know, with who's owning it. I don't know. See, this is the thing. None of these platforms really help sell books if you don't do it right. So we're all yeah. out there, a lot of us, and it's, it really isn't beneficial. And the only thing that happens is it frustrates authors, and they don't write as much. So uh, yeah. like a person like you who comes into this and explains this to people, I think this is a good thing because a lot of things that we did in the past doesn't work, just doesn't work. Yeah. And, I give, you know, and I give advice to, to people because I have people on my show all the time helping people because it changes. And you're right, you have to change, and you just can't be stuck. If you get stuck, nothing yeah. happens. And, right, if you've written 30 books and nobody knows who you are, this is not a good thing, you know, but you do have yeah. to change. Yeah. And, like, you know, you, you know, and, like, you've also, you know, you, all right, so you can help people also by doing some 
you know, look at the banners and teasers. And I personally have a lot of them for over the year. I just, I believe in them. So you want to tell everybody what, how that helps? Because I, I agree, you have to have new stuff all the time. Yeah, so that's... Graphics are a really great way to grab people's attention. Um, you know, with the way that social media is and the way that people utilize it now, they tend to just scroll until things pop out at them. Videos and images are easier for people to get their attention because they, they're big, they pop out, you know, it, it yeah. moves, you know, it grabs a, it grabs <laughs> a viewer's attention. <laughs> right. And that's something that you want. As weird as that is, it's, it's true. Yeah. So it's true. You can post these things or you can utilize them as your profile pictures. Put them up as your cover photos in your group, on your page, however you can, because not only do they see that when they log into your page, but every time you change that cover photo or your profile photo, it's announced on your profile. It's announced in the feed for everyone to see. So not only will they see it when it's announced, they'll see it when they log in to see you. They'll see it, I mean, they'll see it three or four times. Anytime somebody likes it, it'll pop back up in their feed and they'll see it over and over and over again. So when you release a new book, make a new cover photo and put it up there. Look at my new release. Boom. Here's the photo. And they're going to see it three or four so, times so within the week make, because it's right, going to keep popping up. That's that's what I used to do. So we got to ask you. This. All right. So you just said something that just. I'm, so on the Facebook cover, I don't change it anymore. Uh-huh. That's probably not a good thing because you have to keep changing it, <laughs> yeah. right? Because I used to change it all the time. Yeah. So I right. So I have stopped doing a lot of things because you know I'm on the, I'm on the show and I put pictures out of it and all of this. But I think that's what I was thinking myself that I. I'm so sick of looking at the same things, and I used to always change it. So mm-hmm. changing that page, yeah. so then people will see what you're doing right now. Yeah, because when you change that cover photo or even change your profile photo, you're, I mean, they're going to see it when they log, if they ever click on your name and go to your page, they'll see it there. They might see it in your group. And when you change okay. it, it also announces it on your feed, so then they'll see it in their feed. And with the algorithms, every time somebody likes or comments on it, that photo is going to go back to the top of the feed for people to see all over again. So they're going to see it pop up over and over and over again. So if you change that every time you have a new pre-order, a new book release, or every time you throw a party or anything like yeah. that, okay. use that I used as to an do that. I used to do that. Yeah. See, that's what happened. Yeah. I used to do a lot of that, and I'm sure there's people listening that used to do this and they used to do that, and then they don't. But you need to yeah. do that. That's why someone like nope. you, who's who is out there talking about this now, because we, you get kind of like, oh, I'm sick of looking at that, or I'm sick of looking at this, or I don't want to change this, but you really have to change. You know, I used to do it all the time, yeah. too much, and then now I don't do it at all, and I'm thinking, I was thinking this the other day myself, I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm sick of looking at this. So, I mean, that's a good <laughs> way, and I wasn't thinking about that, because that's right, I don't do that anymore. And yeah. so that's one and thing you don't I have to do, to do it like, you don't have to change it every day or even every week. I no, mean, right. right now I have my cover photo for my group and for my my Facebook profile is a graphic that has all of my books on it, audio and everything. They're all yeah. listed on there. Each that's what I used to you know do. each genre, yeah. each everything, so that they're all up there visible. 
But when Molly gets closer to ready and I have a cover reveal and everything like that, you can bet that my cover reveal is going to be made my cover photo. The pre-order announcement will be made for a cover photo, yeah. and the release day will be up there as a cover photo. And when that's over and I start my next book and I have nothing to share yet, I can pop it back up there to show all of my books, including the newest one I've just made. Yeah. I just update the same graphics with new stuff as they come along, and that way you keep your, your readers keep seeing things as they come out yeah because i used to do all of those things and i do have a lot of banners i i do and i do believe people should have them and you offer them at a very reasonable price and that's a good thing you know see that's the thing yeah. marketing on a budget people cannot pay a lot of money all the time to do marketing but you can do smart things which yes. is by doing digital you know just get another picture or just do something but don't do the same thing over and over yeah no you know, don't, don't and, I, and i see that in yourself lot. because you're you're going to yell into a void you don't want to do that no you do not want to do that and right and so i think you know like someone like me who's done this for years and and has five pages and you know you don't need all of this and that's what i'm finding out you know so you're not on twitter are you on Twitter or you're not? I mean, I know you're on it, but you're not really. So you do mostly Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, I right? don't. I I don't have a Twitter account. I oh, you don't? Okay. Had one? No, I had one at one point, but I cannot stand it, and especially not for for being an author because I can't even share my blurb on Twitter. It's too long for their post. Yeah. So I yeah. have never figured out how to use Twitter. I don't find it useful for anything other than people sharing their political posts, and I don't give a crap about that. So I right. I have never really been a Twitter really fan. I, I don't it think it helps an minutes. author that much. It's really not any. I, I you know everybody not does really. it and. You know, I put it for the show, I put that out there and things like that and LinkedIn, but I actually for selling books, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure either what works and what doesn't. You have to yeah. keep changing, you know, and you have to keep thinking of new things. And you, I, I'm, I'm thinking that possibly some of us that have done this for years probably need to, like because somebody has said they put their, they started a new Facebook page and it was so different, but it was all new. And because yeah. some of the things that we think are working aren't working, and we don't even know yeah. they're not working. So would you say that that I, might be a good idea for people? What What would be a good idea? To To revamp their to, Facebook presence. Yeah, it never hurts to change your images up and to, to try new things. It's always good to try new things because you never know what's going to work. What I recommend for anyone, especially when they're starting out, is watch your other author friends. Look around at what other people are doing. See what they're involved in, what their graphics look like, what kind of things they're advertising, what is working for them, especially for other authors in your particular genre. What is catching the readers? What works for them? Maybe even ask them, hey, can you tell me some of the things that you do that seem to work to get readers? And not every author is going to have great answers for you. Like me, I don't pay attention, not very close attention, to what's actually working. I don't watch my views and my likes and shares very closely. I don't really care what's going on on social media. I share what I need to, and then I move on with my life. My, well, that's what I do, too. But, I'm is, more but is, that, is that enough to know if you're doing it right? Because so, everybody, you know, I, you know, because some people just aren't doing it right, you know, and... 
I don't even know if there is a right because I don't really know that anybody, you know, like you and I have talked about this before. I mean, what makes someone an expert? I mean, I don't know what that is anymore because we all do things at our own pace. So I think that when you, that's why on the show after 14 years or whatever, I take notes and I learn from people. So I think my advice to people you know, is to listen to someone like you and to listen to some of my guests because they everybody's trying different things. So some things work for others, but you can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've noticed recently just in this just since January of this year alone, just in the last three months, my sales have picked up a lot. Like I won't say exponentially, but they have upticked what I had hoped to achieve last year. I'm finally making what I had been hoping for last year, and I'm making regular sales, which is good. And I think a lot of that has been the utilization of my readers. So I have, and what a lot of us indie authors do, because we can't afford editors and everything like that, we have – teams of readers and other friends who help us. So I have a beta team or an editing team of people who will read my book while I'm writing it and make editing suggestions to help me write and get my grammar and everything set up. And then I have an ARC reader team, my advanced readers. They get a copy of the book before the release, and then they read the book and they review it. And a lot of those readers also will take those promotional scripts and those teasers that I made. I have a folder in my Google Drive that I share with them with all my teasers and all the scripts for all my books. And when they come out, they go into those other reader groups that I'm in and they will go and they will share on those promo posts about my books for me. They help share for me. And that has been a huge help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They share on social media. They share on promotional posts. They, you know, they share their reviews for me everywhere they can. We utilize BookBub and Goodreads and Amazon, and they will share everywhere they can. And I think that's been a huge, huge help for me lately because just this year alone, I found a couple of readers who are really great about sharing my books regularly, and I didn't have that before. And because of them, I'm now making regular sales that I wasn't making before. So they are getting See, out there to an Facebook audience groups. that I didn't have. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, like I, I, I look at it and I have all these groups that I'm in, okay, and I, I probably need to clean house myself on that because the thing I don't really like, though, is a lot of the groups that you join, they don't want you to promote anything. So I'm thinking – I don't really like those, to be truthful, because I don't get it. I mean, that's why we should help each other by promoting. I mean, and some people are in there giving advice to people, and sometimes it's bad advice, and I see it, and I just go, I don't understand this, so I move on, because I there's a lot of people giving advice that really don't know what they're talking about. And so I think a lot of those groups are not that great. So you have to really watch your groups and see what's going on in them. You know, and I do so, think it's nice that people share though in the groups, and and a lot of these groups don't because yeah. they'll go, oh, we're kick, you can't, we're not putting this out. I think it's like they think they're like, it, I don't know, it's it's not really nice. <laughs> they're not nice, and if you by chance put something like, let's say I'd put something out about my show, well, my my stuff should be in there because it's not promoting me. 
it's promoting all the authors that could be on the show if they want and listening to new things. So they, if they close right. it up to things like that, that's not a good thing. So I like more of an open group where people can just put things in. So I think maybe people should start looking like, you know, at the groups that they're in. Are they helping them do anything? So one thing I'll say about that. Go ahead. Here's the thing. So for for me and for a lot of the authors that I follow and am in groups with, we have we call them reader groups because they're designed toward the reader. So we don't right. want them to become a promo dump, which is why we don't allow just open posting by other authors because then it does become a promo dump and all the readers see is other authors saying, buy my book, buy my book, and yeah. it becomes overwhelming. And then they don't see any announcements by the author themselves. They don't get to interact with the author. So but it becomes a reader too group. much. It's called the reader group. Yes, though. but. So, right. So they but, have to look for reader groups, not other groups. They yes. have to be in those groups. Well, yes. If you join a specific author's reader group, no, you will not get open promo posting, but typically they will have, like my group, what I do in mine is every Tuesday I allow one author to sign up and they get to use the whole day long to post all they want in my group, share all the yeah. games they want. They can do giveaways, talk about their books, their life, right. their cat, whatever. I don't care. They get the whole day to talk all about themselves and get to interact with my readers. And that's what they get to do. And then on Fridays, I have a post, fill my TBR list Friday, and you can comment on there all you want. Share as many of your books, your friends' books, whatever that you want on that post specifically. And yeah. that way, the group doesn't get overrun by promo, and the readers can utilize that one post with hundreds of comments to find all the books they need for the rest of their life. And it makes it, it just keeps everything clean and organized, and that way yeah. the author running the group can post what they need to and make their announcements or whatever for their readers to find, but other authors can still promote themselves without which is what they used everything. to do. You know, a lot of these things are things that I did years ago when this mm -hmm. first came out. And it was so much nicer than it is now because yeah. it was, it, those are, it's like they're not, it's like the good old days aren't that old, but it is that old. You know what I mean? Because even <laughs> when I started doing um, shows, they didn't even have e-books were just coming out. They, and we yeah. didn't know if that was even going to be, you know. And people, you know, sometimes you forget that ebooks. It's not like ebooks are like fifty years old. Ebooks are like fifteen years or fourteen. You know, it was not like that. And everything has changed and yeah. evolved. But we had those kind of parties, and we did all those kind of things. And mm -hmm. then people just got tired of them because people started dropping out. And I, I've remained doing shows because it's important for people to know new things and not give up. Because right. a lot of people 15 years ago, they're not here now. They're gone. And if you really are a yeah. writer, you got to stay in because it's not, it's, yeah. it's hard, but you got to stay in the game. And the trends tend to cycle. So even yeah. if the parties were in five years ago, they're big now. Right. Well, they may not be five years from now, but they'll come right. back. They'll come back right. at some point because they do help people. I don't do a lot of parties right now myself because I don't have time between the editing right. and the formatting and the graphics and yeah. trying to write my own books and raise a child. Right. I don't have time to be – it takes me an hour or more just to schedule six posts for a party and make the graphics for it. It can right. take right. me forever to get all that done. 
So right. I do more hops now than I do anything because those are easy. They provide me with the script and the, the graphic and everything I need. All I have to do is post it and then send my book when they find the winner. It's simple. That I can do. But yeah. if yeah. I, I would right. still so then these are things that people should do now, though. I mean, so you offer yeah, these there, Okay, so talk a little bit about your company and what you offer because the show's almost over and I want them to hear what you can offer them. Because you're, you're, okay, they're, very, so, they're very affordable and, and everybody can afford it. No, they I are. Try to be. And, yeah, um, they are. So as, as a fellow author myself, I understand the struggles. So I have started, um, I'm, I edit, I format using the Atticus software, which is really simple, and I help try to make graphics for people, so teasers, cover photos, um, you know, things like that. I can try logos, but I don't really advertise that because I'm not the best at it. Um, <laughs> I don't typically do, you know, book covers or anything like that because it's it's a little complicated. I'm not saying I won't try it, but I right. don't expect it to be great, you know, but right. I'm, I'm, I'm usually pretty willing to try and help an author with anything they need, you know. Um, when I'm not feeling overwhelmed and busy, you know, sometimes I'll pick a friend. Like I'm currently helping one of my sci-fi romance friends. I really enjoy her books, and she seems to be struggling a little bit. So I made her a whole bunch of graphics and helped her plan weekly posts for her group to try and get more interaction within her group and build it some more. Um, I'm helping her run her very first hop for her new book release this weekend so that she can get more readers in her group and get more interaction yeah. with other people and, you know, make a bigger announcement with it and some other stuff. And I did all that for free. It was pro bono just because I want to see her succeed, you know. Nice. so Very sweet. And I, when I, yeah, and I always tell other authors, too, when they come to me for any – advice or even a service, you know, if if it's too much, we can work out a price that works for you. Payments are always available. You know, we can always yeah. make something work that works for you as well. And, you know, for indie authors who are starting out, making service agreements or um, service exchanges with other people are really helpful. Some yeah. of us, you know, can, you know, like I edit in exchange for you know, covers or graphics or, you know, something like that, you know, or, you know, things like that. Some people do that. They can do those kind of things. You can do something in exchange for someone else for a little while to get yourself started. But, you know, it may not last forever, but. Because you, know, you do the cover reveals and all these things that people mm -hmm. actually need. But yeah. I just want to, can I say a couple of the prices? So because sometimes people go, what what does that mean, affordable? Because sometimes people think like 500 a month is affordable. Do you know what I mean? So is, do you want me to say a couple of the prices? Because I, I could, because I have it here. Do That's you want fine. me to so they know at least? You know, like your newsletter pack, that's $28, right? And you... Uh, so that's a help for people. So and the cover reveals... And the release day packs, those are $36. So these are prices that people mm -hmm. can afford. So when they're listening yeah. now, it's not like, because sometimes they go, well, what does that mean, affordable? But these totally are mm -hmm. affordable, you know. And oh. that can help a new author or an established author get really out there by not spending a fortune but getting a good product. Like you have a yeah, formatting pack. And teasers. I mean, yeah. those are things that people need. So, I mean, yeah, yeah and that, that was kind of my 
that was kind of my whole point was like I saw like people a lot of people utilize Fiverr for stuff like that and that's great yeah. and I, I totally I get that but I'll be honest with you you don't know these people on Fiverr either so I right. can tell you you're going to work with me you're going to be talking with me regularly you're right. going to get to understand who I am you're going to get to know me and we're right. going to work closely with each other and I'm not you know so I did, I did like a Fiverr price. It's $5 a graphic, but if you choose a package, and I have a personalized package as well, it's, you get 20% off of everything you choose to purchase if you do a big package altogether. And you can yeah. get all the graphics you need for a better price at that. So it never but hurts so people, to check that out. So if you're listening, you know, so if people listening go to, to the fact that teasers matter, they're really important, you know, because like if, if you – consistently post you do want to change it up it isn't good yeah. to do this like you said the same one they'll just say oh i'm sick of looking at that but if you have something new yeah. all the time then they go oh mm -hmm. this looks good that doesn't look good so those are things you offer people yeah I try to make like at least 10 different teasers for a book at a time so I have enough to share. If you can make yeah. countdown teasers, a lot of people like to do those and they share those for like five or 10 days before the release. They count down to the day of release and things like that. And, you know, it never hurts to do, we can even do games and stuff like that. So you have interactive posts to share and stuff like that too. Yeah. All that stuff is important. You don't want to just be bragging about yourself all the time. You know, you've got to find other ways to interact with your readers, games, recommendations for other books, even sharing reviews and thanking people for them. That right there is a good way to interact with your readers and tell them, hey, I see you. I see that you yeah. read my book, and I see that you loved it, and I appreciate that. And, you know, show them that you're not just, here's my book, shove it down your throat, you know, do a little more I, to I show think them that you important. Care. But I also think what you said, the number one thing that you said is when you go to Fiverr, uh, which you know I did, and I didn't even, I have to rechange <laughs> it. I didn't use one of them. But I wanted to see because I didn't. And, you know, and uh, you cannot talk to the people. And you have no idea what they're doing. And they don't, and they don't, You if it's the one way or it's no way. Okay? It's just yeah. that way. You can't, you know, it can't be any different than it is. They only know how to do yeah. that one way. And so, but when you talk to you, you are there for the author. So that's the part that's yeah. really good. So, and I, you know, it's I feel like we're going to do me and I'm going to be talking about this. We're going to, I'm going to revamp my whole uh, existence out there because I'm not happy with it. <laughs> and I think by, by just, you know, making it, concise that will help and i because a lot yeah. of us have a lot of everything and a lot of everything doesn't work so i'm in like i'm the person's right. going to do this because we already started and i do think you helped me a tremendous amount with consulting and i i think that would be a great service for you because i think a lot of people need help you know sometimes to yeah. know rather to know like we said rather to you know save it for another story or use it now or you can help people on a title, which you do, and you can also help people with what maybe they should use on a cover. So those are services that people really need, you know. Yeah. So, and I think, I think your business will be very successful, and I think, you know, you need to have time to write too. So there's, you know, that's how life is now. We have to work with each other to see that each other get out there and, and do it right. 
and that's understand the about so I think yeah go ahead that's the that's the best thing about the author community is the amount of support that we provide each other I have not, personally, have not had any real negative experiences with other authors, so it's been really, really nice to come across so many others who are willing to help each other. We want to help promote each other, and that's that's huge, because without that help from other people, you just, you're kind of yelling into a sea of people, you know? It's just, it becomes too difficult. So having having that help and having those other people to back you up is is really, really nice. And yeah, and I think that's true. I, I, people should want other people to succeed. And you're a big help because no. you do want that. So, And I think that that's a good thing. So anybody listening out there, if there's other topics you want us to talk about, we will. You know, just, you know, I can always have Melissa on again, too. And Kristen, who has been on my <laughs> show, she comes on a lot. And so I think that we need to revamp with a different, you know, with newer ideas. Not just the same old, mm-hmm. same old. And I totally agree with you. And so it shouldn't be by your age. It should be that you, in your head, know you need to check with other people because you need to do new things. That's the thing about yep. life. You have to keep changing. You can't stay the same. Yep. You know, so I yep. think those are the services you help people with inexpensively. And that's why I wanted to give the prices because, you know, because some people go, oh, it's not that expensive. And you look at it, they go like, oh, it's $1,000. And, you know, that's the package. And then you go, I can't afford that. So that kind of makes a person yeah. feel bad that they can't promote. But you yeah. give them an affordable way to promote. Because yeah. if they don't promote, that's There's, not good. There should always be another option. That's something I believe in. You know, I started out on Fiverr with my uh, proofreading and everything, and I eventually got away from it because it was just so impersonal. I really yeah. struggled to get to chat yeah. with them. I mean, they have a messaging thing in there, but it it becomes really, really hard. And if they don't check their Fiverr account, then they don't see your yeah. messages. You know, so the way that I'm doing things now, I'm going everything's through Facebook. You can contact me through WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and my phone is always on, you know, unless I'm yeah. sleeping. And Linktree, and you're also you know, on Linktree, which is on the show page, Linktree. And that's another thing yeah. they have. people should get on Linktree because you put all your, you can put all of your links on that. Mm-hmm. And universal links, utilize yes, those. Which, I, which, which I'm using books. now because you told me to, and I was already in, have them, and I just went, Oh, my God, I never used them. See, there are a lot of people like me out there that sign up for a lot of stuff, and they don't even do it. So we're going to organize <laughs> me, you know, organize me in a way that will help me so I don't have to be up 24 hours a day doing all of this because yeah. I sometimes but, feel like I am. And I think you can do like that a, for other people. Yeah, that's like the biggest tip you can take from this is if you can streamline your process in any way by utilizing things like Linktree, Universal Links, and scheduling apps, do it. You can schedule for Instagram. You can schedule for for Instagram and Facebook utilizing the Canva app if you you use that for your photos. Or you can Uh even download the Business Suite app from Facebook, and you can schedule through that. You can schedule TikTok videos on the computer if you have the video ready to go. Download it to the computer and schedule it. If you can schedule anything, you can schedule in your groups and on your Facebook page. Do you like the TikTok? Do 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 you like being on TikTok? That, does that help, you think? 
I don't like putting my face on camera. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I really don't either. struggle <laughs> with either. personable videos. But yeah. I do really enjoy making, like, I, I utilize Canva and make just slideshow videos with teasers and other graphics to announce my books and other people's books using TikTok and TikTok. adding music okay, to so it. I think and I'm going to try that, I like too. Doing right. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like doing I, I think, that. Yeah. I, I have... I haven't figured out how to do, like, book trailers and stuff. Like, I know some people yeah. do that. I know there are websites where you can get um, pre-made videos and you can just edit yeah. them to fit your own style. Yeah. But I, I, I don't really like that. It feels kind of skeevy to me, so I don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah right. Me, no, I think I just, something, like, something's up for everybody. And, right. But yeah. graphics really, I, just keep it I, I do believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep it simple. That's a good way yeah. to put it. Keep it simple. Yep, I Which just keep it simple. So unlike me, <laughs> so unlike me, complicated, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I'm going to do this because I do believe. I honestly do believe it's the best way to go. To keep it simple because yeah. it does get overwhelming, and then you don't want to do any of this. Yeah, and if and you have if you have so many places that you need to post and stuff, it does it becomes way too much. So you know, the the nice thing is like with my Facebook group, I will schedule a month's worth of weekly posts and announcements at one time. I'll sit down and spend that hour, two hours that it takes for me to copy and paste my scripts over, add yeah. the graphics, and I schedule them for a whole month in advance. That way yeah. the only thing I have to post in my group is things that I want to post at random moments throughout the month. Which which is really, really nice, you know, and if you can find ways to do that kind of stuff, you know, if you can, if you're going to make TikTok videos like I did where you're reading from your books, do them in a batch set and then just keep them in there yeah. until you're ready for them. You can add all the, you know, the hashtags and stuff that you want to use for them. And all you have to do is hit the post button when you're ready to, to share them, you know, and that makes yeah. it so much easier so that you're not trying to spend time every single day making new graphics and making new videos and doing all this because it will, it'll, you will burn out so fast if you do it that way. If That's you can right. schedule That's ahead exactly or right. do anything. Yeah, if you can schedule ahead or do it in vast amounts, it'll make it a little bit easier. Okay. And they can, you know, if and you if can. you ever, if you want to talk to Melissa, just let me know and, you know, I'll get you in touch with her because I do think that yeah. sometimes it is a lot easier to talk to someone than do like 20 emails or 20 texts back and forth because <laughs> yeah. just, it, I, that's my opinion, you know. And, you know, you get it done right then. Because a lot of times you yeah. can't, it, it just doesn't work. So I think, you know, thank you so much for coming on. And um, I, I think you've been a very big help to me. So I think that I hope people will, you know, understand how important it is about doing all of these little things that, you know, they need to make their books stand out. Because you do yeah. need to keep changing. Yeah, and I think it's important. So, okay, yeah. is there anything you'd like to add to this? Uh, none. I'm not sure. I think we covered it all pretty okay. well. Okay, good. There you go. <laughs> all right. Okay, <laughs> thank you so much. I have another show Thursday at with uh, Kristen Lindsay Hager. She's coming on with Cat Ohm, and we're going to talk about resilience um, and how people are so stressed out. And um, so I think that's one of the things that if – like with I'm talking with you, we're talking about this. This is a way for authors to at least what work on a plan with you that won't tire them and overwhelm them and stress them where they can't do anything. Right. Because I think it's very yeah. frustrating for people. And I think that yeah. there are, sim- like, keep it simple, that's a good thing. 
for everybody to remember. Keep it yeah. simple. And, you know, and yeah, just you don't kind of like overdo it. it. No, you don't. And uh, you don't need a hundred of everything. Like, you know, this is right. I think we'll see because I will be discussing this further in different shows because I think it's really important for authors to do this because I do think they're getting overwhelmed out there and then they just give up. So that's a bad thing. However you, yeah, however you start out, start small and work your way out. That's right. That's like the best advice you you can do. And I'll be talking to you. We have to work on me. <laughs> so, and this could be a job, but I, you know, I'm going to keep it simple, which will be something very interesting to see. So we'll see how this goes. I think you can do it we'll for figure me. It out. We will figure it out. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. And everybody, thank I'll talk you. to everybody. I'll see everybody on Thursday. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.